The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, what's going on? Good morning to you. Well, it's probably not morning when you're hearing this, but this is the first time I'm recording a podcast in the morning or the early morning, and it's just kind of strange. I just feel kind of strange, and it feels kind of weird, but we're going to get through this together. But uh, I hope that you guys are doing well. This is the Glenn Think Stuff Podcast, episode 29. Um, Man, I'm knocking on the door of Dirty 30. Dirty 30. We're almost there. We're almost 30 episodes deep. This is 29. Strap in, strap on, put your strap on on. We're going to do this together, okay, now that you're uncomfortable, all right. This is my podcast, my lonely podcast, I just record it and then I cry, I eat a sandwich and think about stuff while I stare at the sun in the sky. Amen. Okay, we are here and we are ready to podcast. Welcome to Glenn Thinks Stuff Podcast, people of the world. How you guys doing? How are you new listeners doing? And how are you old listeners doing? How are all of your eardrums doing? Can you hear me now? <laughs> ah, I hope that you're all doing well. I'm doing good. I'm recording early in the morning, which is kind of strange for me. I'm not used to record. I've recorded in the morning before, but probably not this early. So I've got about a cup and a half of coffee in me. And I'm still working on it. I got my Elvis mug. My kids gave me an Elvis mug because they know I love Elvis. Because he's the king. I've always loved Elvis. But uh, but I'm drinking my coffee. And actually, just the Elvis mug full of coffee has to do with two things that I want to talk about today. But before I get into the podcast, I want to do a couple of shout outs. Um, to podcasts that I have been listening to this week. And I do not have a promo to run this week because, well, I reached out to a few people and I've, I have promos on the way, but I have not received them yet. So, and there's a couple more people that I want to reach out to. And, uh, so look for that in future podcasts because I like to do that. I want to hook you guys up with what I'm listening to and what I'm digging. And so um, the podcasts that are that have been on my playlist this week are St. Paul Filmcast. Of course, I love these guys. I love these guys. These guys are some of the first people to reach out to me when I started podcasting. And uh, great, great guys. And, I mean, it's a, it's a totally different feel from my podcast. 
these guys are like super informed, super smart. Like when you listen to their podcast, they can say in 10 minutes um, what it would take me like an hour and a half to say like the information they can get into 10 minutes is the information you get from me in like a couple podcasts. <laughs> it's, it's a great film review podcast, Mad Love, um, Conspired, Conspired, of course. I mean, psh, that stays, you know, on my playlist. I'm always looking for new episodes to be released from those guys. Awesome podcast, True Crime, Conspiracy Theory, entertaining. I get a chuckle. I like them. The Fake Headlines Podcast. I think I ran their promo a couple of podcasts back. Those guys are cool. That is a light, fun podcast. I dig it. I mean, you don't want to be hit and bombarded with, you know, information all the time. And um, they just make you think. And I like that because my podcast is called Glenn Think Stuff. So, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. They get you thinking. They get you laughing. It's good stuff. The Fake Headlines Podcast. Um, there is another podcast that I've been listening to um, lately, and it only comes out once a month. So there's really no excuse to not listen to this podcast because it only comes out once a month. And the episodes are kind of longer. Like the episode I'm on now, it's a longer podcast, but it only comes out once a month. So you have some time to work on it, you know? And it's called The Importance of Seeing Earnest. And this podcast is dedicated to Ernest P. Worrell. Um, if you do not know who Ernest is, just, just pause this podcast and go watch every Ernest movie that was ever made. I grew up watching Ernest. I remember the first time I saw Ernest was I was spending the night at one of my friend's house. I was young. I'm trying to think like it was Ernest. We went to the video store and we rented the VHS tape. Ernest goes to jail. And I know that it wasn't that old, and I'm looking it up right now. I'm Googling it. Let's see. Ernest goes to jail. All right. Let's see what we got here. It came out in 1990. All right. So it came out when I was like nine years old. So by the time it came out on video, I was probably 10. So I was probably probably around 10 years old when I saw this movie. Ernest Goes to Jail, and that's the first Ernest movie I ever saw. And there's something innocent about Ernest, and there's something, like, it's not it's not dirty humor. It's just fun, and it's so good. And, and I saw something connected with these guys in their reviews, maybe, um, or on Twitter, where someone else said I'm just plagiarizing this isn't me but I agree with this where they said the world needs Ernest right now and I agree with that like the world needs more comedy like that right now because it just brought people together and it's good stuff the importance of seeing Ernest check it out all these guys that I've mentioned please check them out subscribe leave a review these are solid rock solid podcasts Okay, now let me tell you about some new podcasts that I checked out this week. All right, the first one that I checked out um, was called The Podcast Factor, and I have been following them on Twitter for a while. And uh, like 
there's so many different podcasts. Um, I never, I, I mean, I'm going through them and listening to them. Um, but I had not checked these guys out. Well, they reached out to me and said, we would like to feature, um, a clip of your podcast on our, um, show. And I was like, yeah, totally. That's awesome. You know? And so as soon as I saw that, I, I went and subscribed and I started listening to them and, what this podcast is, the podcast factor, is they like review, I think they do like three podcasts per episode, and they will give you a little taste of them, and then they will, um, it's like their recommendations, like what, what he likes to listen to, and it's great, and and actually in this last episode, his newest episode of the podcast factor I was featured, and then he had, he does something called like the ear tickler of the week, and it was a promo that I'd run for another podcast last week. So it was really cool. It's a really cool community. Um, it kind of separates the wheat from the chaff, you know. Like if you're looking for like so, a solid podcast right now, I want it right now, right now, baby, right now. Check out the podcast factor. That is good stuff. And of course, I was featured on there, so you know it's okay. <laughs> I am the humblest person I've ever met. All right. Okay. I also checked out I Got the Hell Out. That is a podcast. It's called I Got the Hell Out. And that is what I have been listening to, like the last podcast that were was gracing my eardrums was I Got the Hell Out as a lady. She was an occult. She got out. It's just fascinating. It's fascinating to hear somebody that grew up in a cult, all the weird stuff, you know, and I've talked about cults a little bit lately. And so it's really fascinating to listen to somebody who's actually been in a cult. So um, I haven't gotten really deep into that yet. I want to listen to it more, but I got the hell out. I've also listened to Don't Crack Podcast. It's a comedy podcast. Cool. Good stuff. Um, another podcast I checked out was Drunk the Pod. Drunk the Pod. Um, that is another um, podcast that I listen to. The Channel Surfing Podcast. That is another new podcast that I've been listening to. Um, well, probably not new. It's been around longer than mine. But I listened to um, the first episode of Drunk the Pod. And it's two friends, like long distance friends. It's cool. The Channel Surfing Podcast, I listened to like a Bob Marley um, reggae music episode because I really like Bob Marley. So check those guys out. Support those guys. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, I got the Hell Out Podcast. Something funny they do is in every episode they make this Kool-Aid. They like make up a recipe for Kool-Aid and then they drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, to have a sense of humor, talk about life handing you lemons. And I mean, I used to be in a cult and now I'm not. And I have a podcast and I'm making all these cool Kool-Aid recipes. That's hilarious. Original. Check these guys out. I know I've rambled for a long time. I love listening to other people. And a lot of people have, have given me love and supported me. So I just want to return the favor. And now we can get into the podcast. So, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee, right? 
I just took a sip and now I will take another. And I love coffee. I love to drink coffee. And so I was thinking about this week. It just came to me. It just came to me. I didn't hear anything about it. I've heard people talk about it before. Um, I've heard people with a lot of money talk about how delicious it is. But I know that you've all been waiting on me to talk about Kopi Luwak. Kopi Luwak coffee, right? And I'm sure that that my podcast listeners know what Kopi Luwak coffee is. Um, it is a very expensive coffee. I looked up how much it cost, and it said, when I googled it and clicked on a couple things, anywhere from 100 to $500 a pound, right? That is a huge price range. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't put in a lot of research. Like, I didn't start shopping on Amazon, like, trying to price this stuff because I really don't care that much because I'm not going to buy it. And if you don't know why, right now you will in a minute. But it said 100 to 500 bucks a pound. $100 a pound is insane. That's crazy. For coffee? Are you serious? So um, this is what's up with Kopi Luwak coffee. It comes from like tropical Africa and Asia, right? Tropical. Um, the coffee plants, actually coffee plants, I did not know this. They use caffeine as a defense against animals, right? Not that the plants sitting there thinking about, I gotta be safe. But it's like for these plants to survive and produce um there is caffeine and coffee plants. Well, Glenn, thank you for giving us that knowledge. We didn't know that. Without you, we would be lost, man. <laughs> well, I'm here. I'm here for you, and I love you, and I support you. And there's caffeine and coffee plants, let me tell you. So, um, what Kopi Luwak coffee is... Is it, it grows on these plants, and then um, there are these cats, right? There's these cats called the Paul Civet cats. I think it's civet. It's C I V E T. That wouldn't be kivet. I think it's Palm Civet cats. All right. And this is a little cat. It has about a 21 inch body, right? Look at me. Man, look at me talking about all of this knowledge so it's like a little cat it's not even two feet on average it's not even two feet long right so it has a 21 inch body um and what it does is it eats these coffee beans right it eats them it's not scared of caffeine it's not afraid it's a gangster cat it's a snoop dog cat so it eats these beans and then it like digests them and it poops them out, right? And Kopi Luwak coffee is the bean that has been digested and it doesn't like it doesn't like digest the bean. Um it just passes through there. And the natural enzymes in the intestine make the bean less acidic. Hence, 
it's less bitter. And it also removes some of the caffeine when the bean is going through the civet cat's intestines. And then it comes out the little butthole of the cat, okay? Well then, people harvest these beans from the cat feces. And they sell them for $100 to $500 a pound to suckers all over the world. And if you like Kopi Luwak coffee, don't even try to hit me up and tell me how good it is. Because what you're doing is you're like, I mean, you're, you're drinking coffee that has come out the butthole of a cat. Okay? So I'm really not interested in like how that works and i was like man how did that start all right so let's think about this like i was like how did that start so i read further and this is what's up in the 19th century in indonesia like indonesia was a dutch colony right it was a dutch colony and it was illegal to sell coffee beans locally because all beans were exported to europe right so what happened was there were some hardcore people that liked their Starbucks, right? They they wanted their they wanted their coffee. They couldn't get their coffee because it's illegal to be selling these beans. So what they did was they would gather the palm civet cat feces and look for undigested beans, you know? Because that is how they got their coffee on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it all started because people were very very hard up for their coffee they wanted their coffee i don't care i'll, I'll drink it out of, of cat poop okay and that's how it all started right and i was just thinking about the first person to do that how desperate they were the first person had to be very desperate to be I just imagine them digging through the feces with their fingers. Oh, I I found a bean. You know, and then to actually to taste it, you know? And then I thought about imagine what that conversation was like when when he told somebody. Like the first person that he told about you know, finding this bean and feces, and now we have coffee, and it's so good. Like, that is a, that's a dangerous conversation, because you really have to be convincing to get the other person on board with that, right? Because it comes out of cat feces, right? So, either you're gonna, like, be pointed and laughed at by everybody, because if somebody tells you that, you, they, you know, they immediately went all over the community and be like, he, he'd be drinking coffee out of cat poop, let me tell you, but, I mean, evidently it took off, and evidently there were enough people who loved coffee enough to where this became a thing, right, and I just can't imagine being that hard up, you know, can't you find something else with caffeine? You know, I don't know. Or can't you? I don't. I don't understand that at all. Ugh. But anyway, Kopi Luwak coffee is a thing. And so, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how, like, why is it 
that rich people are sipping on this stuff and saying it's so good, you know? And, like, just the fact that people would buy into this because I was thinking, all right, now that I read up on the history a little bit, I know that this was started by people that were, like, really hard up, you know? So they were really hard up, so they did what they had to do, you know? And then it took off, and now... It's something that rich people do, and people with a lot of money buy this stuff, and they're like, oh, so good. The, the flavor's so good. That's the butthole of a cat, okay? That's all that is. Like, if I was like, you know, there's 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 this corn in, in rhino turds, then it makes amazing salsa. Like, that's the same exact thing. That is the same exact thing. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, the people just, like, that have money, they run out of stuff to to, to buy, you know? And it's like, uh, eating out of the trash is the new black. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the hot thing to do right now. That, really? That's insane. But that's probably what will happen. Before my lifetime is over, people are going to think that it's, like, hot to to eat out of the trash. You know, it's the new black baby. Mm-hmm. But, so I was reading about that, and I was just, my mind was blown. I was like, don't these people realize that those people back then were hard up? That's why they did, they did what they had to do to have coffee, you know? But then I read further, because I was like, all right, Kobe Luwak coffee is the most expensive coffee there is. I was wrong. I was wrong. There is another coffee, and it's called Black Ivory Coffee, right? And the the main company that does this is in northern Thailand. It is the most expensive coffee, coming in at $1,100 a kilo, 50 bucks a cup. $50 per cup is how much this coffee costs, okay? And it comes from beans out of elephant feces, elephant dung, elephant dung. Have you ever seen an elephant take a dump? Yeah. Now, this coffee, I can understand why it's the most important, or not most important, most expensive coffee there is, because if, you ever, if you've never seen an elephant take a dump, I'm not trying to be nasty, but you should Google that and just watch it, and then think about the poor, wretched soul that has to dig through that looking for tiny coffee beans, okay? That's the only reason I think it costs so much. But it came out of an elephant, and it is the most expensive coffee, $50 bucks a cup that's insane and i stopped reading i stopped researching there because i don't care i don't care i have no interest in ever trying this dude that just kind of like made me sad for people that have that much money and want to drink coffee like that i don't care i don't care i don't care i don't care it came out of elephant poop Elephant's poop coffee. Black ivory coffee. Try it out. Let me know how it is. <laughs> because I'm going to stick to my little medium roast, you know, that I can go in the store and buy and just, it's good. But 
you know, just think about that. The people that try, I think that the black ivory, I didn't read about this. So this is what I'm going to assume as fact. Um, out of pure ignorance, I'm going to think that the people in Thailand heard about the other people that were getting all that money for the Kopi Luwak coffee. And they said, hmm, there are a lot of really stupid people with money in this world. And the Palm Civic Cat is so little, you know, we could make more money with a bigger animal, you know? So they were like, oh, elephant, elephant turds. Let's dig through that and get those coffee beans and give it a name and put in a shiny package and people buy it because it costs a lot of money, you know? And that's exactly what happened. And I don't know how true that is, but most definitely that is what happened because that just makes sense oh that's so nasty that is terrible oh all right let's move on from that okay let's move on from that because that was just disgusting um but if if anybody out there has tried that coffee let me know how it is because i will ne it will never grace my mouth you know if i hit the lottery i'm not gonna buy a poop coffee you know i think I almost think that if I saw a rich person eating out of the trash, I would respect that more than drinking poop coffee. But, I mean, if you love poop coffee and you you listen to my podcast, um, you can let me know how it is. All right? Okay. So, I want to talk about now, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. And I am thinking about music. And I've been thinking about a lot of music lately. Because when I was younger, I went to um, a lot of concerts when I was younger. And it was a lot of fun. And I, I played music um, in a couple bands when I was younger. It was, it was like the core members of this band were they stayed the same. Um, but we had new people and people would leave and... Um, but there were about three to four of us that were like through the couple different bands there were. Um, and I really loved playing music. I really loved watching music. And so I was thinking about all the different, um, all the different music that I listened to. And, um, and I was thinking about what were my favorite concerts, right? And I mean, I went to, I, I'll probably miss a few, but I went to see Green Day. I went to see Green Day a couple times. And Green Day is not everybody's cup of tea, but um, they're still rocking it, man. Green Day is still around, and I kind of grew up with Green Day. I just, I really, I really like their music. It was, it's really good music. Um, I don't listen to it as much as I used to because I've kind of gotten more laid back and boring in my old age. And I like show music, um, but I still I still listen to Green Day. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to make myself feel better. Um, I went to see Weezer. Remember Weezer? The sweater song? Buddy Holly? I went to see Weezer. That was cool. That was probably um, the most... I don't want to say boring concert because it was like cool to see them live, but I mean, Rivers, 
the lead singer Rivers just kind of stood there. And it was just kind of, I mean, they're kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like watching a band from like the 1950s or something. But uh, but Weezer was cool, man. That was a cool um, concert that I saw. Um, let's see. I saw, who else did I see? Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. That was amazing. I want to say, I, I, I want to I wanna say, I want to say that I saw him around 2001. And he played a bunch of um, Floyd stuff because he, he and David Gilmore wrote like most of the Floyd music. Um, and uh, Roger Waters, that was that was an awesome concert. Um, I also saw the Allman Brothers a couple times. Um, you know, obviously I didn't see Dwayne Allman, but Greg Allman um, still still played. Um, I know he passed away recently but um the almond brothers were awesome man that was both times amazing good stuff i saw neil young neil young school oh man look at my life neil young's the man dude i don't even care i don't care if leonard skinner and neil young had beef i like them both come on let's hug it out guys um but in 2003 which was a crazy year for me. 2003 was like the year that I went from being an irresponsible idiot um, to being a more responsible idiot. It was kind of like a pivotal time in my life. And uh, so 2003 for me was just crazy. Um, but I went to Bonnaroo in 2003 and it was i went to bonnaroo before it became like before bonnaroo became so commercialized you know what i mean and there's nothing wrong i'm not i'm not slamming bonnaroo for what they're doing um because i haven't been i went once i went in 2003 and i camped out and i was young and um it was a good experience for me um but it wasn't like the big name. I just saw like where Eminem played Bonnaroo um, this year. And it's not, it wasn't like that back then. Not that there's anything wrong with music festivals with a huge variety of people. But back then it was more like a hippie, chill. I mean, the Almonds were there. Neil Young was there. There were so many. But I look up the, Google the lineup from, from um, 2003. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, let me see here. I'll look it up right now. I will. I did not do my homework, and so I will look it up right now. Uh, line up two thousand three. This is terrible. This podcast is just going to turn into me googling stuff. <laughs> oh man, let's see here. Two thousand three. All right. To there, here we go. I've got it. I've got it. Calm down. All right. So the dead, widespread panic. Neil Young and Crazy Horse. James Brown, the Almond Brothers. Jack Johnson. Oh man, pop up. All right. Let's see. Jack Johnson, Mo Galactic, the Flaming Lips, the Roots, Lucinda Williams. Uh, let's see. Sonic Youth was there. Um, the Whalers, Yonder Mountain String Band, 
Um, J Love and the Special Sauce. Um, bah, 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 bah. Well, anyway, you get the idea. You get the idea of what it was like. And it's not like that now. But one of the craziest experiences that I ever that I ever had at a concert was watching the Whalers play. And I know that Bob Marley's been, um, you know, dead for years. But that is a concert that sticks out in my mind because, like, now I listen to Bob Marley constantly. I love Bob Marley. I love the message in his music. Um, and I got to hear his music and his band um, at Bonnaroo in 2003 and it's probably the most vivid um, memory that I have from a concert um, it was just awesome it was so awesome to um, to actually be there and to see that and I mean just thinking about what it was like watching Bob Marley and the Whalers together live. That must have been insane. But that is probably the coolest concert that I ever went to. Um, Bonnaroo 2003. Because I had so many great artists there. But um, I think that... I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not really into concerts as much as I used to be. I know I'm born and old. There's air conditioning inside, which is cool, man. Um, and just the loud, and everybody's intoxicated. You know what I mean? And you got to be responsible, you know? And I know that I sound like an old stick in the mud. If there was a band that I really, really, really wanted to see... Um, I totally would still go to a concert, but I mean, I, back then I went to a lot of concerts and I was just like, well, I don't know if I kind of like them, you know, I don't know if I really like them, but I was there, you know, and now I've got to really, really like a band to, um, to go see them. I know that, I know that Soundgarden got back together, um, and they were actually on tour when Chris Cornell died and they were here like not long before he died. And I was like, I actually talked to one of my buddies about going to, uh, to see Soundgarden with me. And then we just never got back up and planned it out and everything. And as I regret that, I wish that I could have seen Chris Cornell, you know, live. He had a good voice. He had an angel voice is what he had, mama. <laughs> but something unique it's a festival and it's unique and I didn't even know that it existed because I'm so out of the loop and it's not really a music festival but it's something called Burning Man Burning Man and I know that everybody except me has heard of this but um, Burning Man is like it takes place once a year in the Black Rock Desert in Nevada and what it is, is it is a festival of art, self-expression, and self-reliance. And if you just Google Burning Man and, like, watch a video about Burning Man, to me, it looks so awesome. It looks crazy, but it's just total creative freedom. Total creative freedom. And it just looks like this awesome place. And everybody's getting along. And it's kind of like a modern day Woodstock minus some of the music. Even though there's music there. But Burning Man. That looks like 
something cool that I would do. I mean, it costs a lot of money to do that and to to uh, go to Burning Man, but I think that I would probably end up at somewhere like that before I would end up at a musical festival now. Just because I've never experienced anything like that, I think that would be cool. I think that would be awesome. All right, guys. Well, I want to talk about one more thing in my podcast today. I have another thing to talk about, but I've been drinking a lot of coffee and nature is calling. My phone is ringing from nature and I've got to go say, nature, what do you want? But I think that I know what it wants. So I'm going to pause it and I shall return momentarily. All right, I'm back and I'm better than ever. Sometimes it's good to empty your tank. Sometimes, and sometimes in life when you're, it's like gasoline in your car, it's good to have a full tank. But if it's body stuff, it's good to have an empty tank. So, I'm back. And while I was paused and I came back and I was ready to start back, I checked my email and I have the promo for I got the hell out the podcast that I mentioned at the beginning um at the beginning of this podcast I actually they actually sent me their promo and um I want to put it in here so check it out Hi everyone, I'm Debbie. And I'm Laura, and we host the podcast called I Got the Hell Out. Are you fascinated by cults? Of course you are. Well, I spent 10 years in one, and each week I spill all the juicy details. Some are funny, and some are downright frightening. And trust me, you want to hear these stories. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Overcast. So give us a listen right here on I Got the Hell Out. We'll see you there. That is awesome. Um, thank you guys for sending that to me. I'm on this podcast hard right now because it's just fascinating to me. And I know that I talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, but there, it's just something neat to listen to. I'm going to go back and start at the beginning and go through all the episodes. And something that I really appreciate about this podcast is I appreciate, I know that I said at the beginning that when life gives you lemons, you know, how they, how they drink Kool-Aid in every episode. Like if you can have a sense of humor, and I've talked about this before. And I think that if you can have a sense of humor about like some bad stuff that happens in your life, um, I think that that's like a, that's like a gift. You know, if you can do that, and that is just awesome. I got the hell out. Check them out. Check them out. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about, I don't know how funny this will be at all, um, but it's something that I've been thinking about, and it's some, it's something that that I've known about for a long time, and it's kind of something that is that piques my interest, that does a little peak does a little peek on my interest that peaks it is what it does it peaks it my interest it just is a little peaky so there is this lady or there's there was this lady she is dead now she is what it's called dead and her name was lavinia fisher lavinia fisher and some people say that she was the um the first female serial killer, um, I guess, in the United States. 
Um, but that is like a legend, like an urban legend. And that is what is interesting about Lavinia Fisher is there is a lot of there's a lot of speculation that goes on around her. You know, I know in a past um, podcast I talked about um, a serial killer I'm really interested in. I want to say it was the Mother's Day podcast that I did. Um, I talked about this guy, H.H. H. Holmes, and there is a lot of, um, I mean, he did, he murdered some people for show. For show. For show. But um, Lavinia Fisher, she was actually hanged. And I want to say it was 1820. She was, she was hanged. She was saying, say, I say, I want to say that it was 1820, but on the paper that I have in front of me, it says she was hanged in 1820. So I don't want to be dishonest and act like I just knew that specific date because I did not. So that's a little sign note for you. Even though my notes are not really that good, I don't have very good of notes and they're all spread out and messed up and my phone's going off and this is just the most, <laughs> this is the most unprofessional podcast that there is let me turn this down turn him turn the dirty old phone down is what i'm doing so lavinia fisher um some say she was the first female serial killer um she was actually hanged because her and her husband john fisher were were convicted of highway robbery right they ran around with this gang that held up um, and robbed people. And they actually operated um, in two houses, um, the five-mile house and the six-mile house um, near Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm, I'm in, I live in South Carolina, so, I mean, the way that I found out about Lavinia Fisher was that I probably, you know, was reading about AJ's homes or somebody like that, and I was like, hmm, let me Google horrible people that have been in South Carolina. And so I've known about Lavinia Fisher for a while, but so they were in this large gang, and it operated out of two um, two houses, like right outside Charleston. And um, Lavinia Fisher was... Um, I guess she was a pretty or a very beautiful woman and very, um, how can I put this, very alluring um, to men. And so I want to say it was the Six Mile House, was like a bed and breakfast or hotel, like a boarding house, kind of like a boarding house. And um, there were um, a lot of traveling men that would travel um, to Charleston that just started mysteriously disappearing. And that is where the, that is where the legend says that, um, she was actually a murderer, um, her and her husband. And what, what the interesting, like the way that they got caught is there was this guy, um, that, that, uh, that went to their their boarding house and he was actually dragged and I think they put his head through a window and beat him and robbed him but somehow he escaped and he went to the police right and um I think there were like local local people in the town that um like vigilantes that 
you know, formed together. And, you know, I guess that they went to one of the houses and I don't know if they burned it down or I don't think they burned it down. I think that some locals were mad, you know, because they knew what was up. The law wouldn't do anything. I guess that they couldn't prove anything. Um, but there was this guy around that same time, around the, the time of the guy that, that I just mentioned, his name was David Ross. That way he was beaten and by the gang members and Lavinia Fisher and escaped. Um, but the locals knew what was up, you know, so they were not popular. You know, they weren't popular in their, in their hood. And, uh, and so what happened was there was this guy around that same time, there was this guy, John Peoples. And his deal is he was this dude that was traveling. And um, he actually, um, Lavinia Fisher had him in and was talking to him. Well, John Peoples started getting sketched out because Lavinia Fisher was asking him all of these questions, right? Um, kind of like filling them out. You know, like asking um, from the gist of what I got, she was asking, like, are you alone? Are you traveling alone? What's up with your family? Blah, blah, blah. Um, just kind of filling out a victim. So John Peoples got kind of sketched out. And Lavinia Fisher at first was like, no, we don't have an open room in the Six Mile House. And, uh, and so... All of a sudden, while they were talking, I guess when they saw that, um, when they, when Lavinia figured out he was, you know, by himself traveling, um, all of a sudden a room came open. How convenient is that? You want to talk about just stuff working out for you. You mean you have an open room murdering crazy woman? And, uh, (laughs) no, he didn't know that yet. But, um... So what Lavinia Fisher, what legend says that she did was she would give her victims tea, right, and send them to their room. And, you know, they would drink this poison tea and pass out. And this is the deal. There was this bed, you know, in I don't know if it was in a specific room or in all the rooms. I want to say it was in a specific room. So there was this bed and it would just like the floor underneath it would collapse and the bed and everything would go down to the chute. And I've read that there were spikes down there. But, I mean, you'd go down the chute and, you know, they'd rob you and kill you is what the is what legend says. And so what happened with this guy, John Peebles, is he took the tea and he dumped it when she wasn't looking um, because he didn't like tea. He was like, man, I don't even like tea. Give me some Kobe Luwak. Um, that's not in the legend, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if it was, man? Give me some poop tea, Lavinia Fisher. I know you got it. So, so this guy John Peoples went up, and uh, and he went to the room, and he didn't sleep. You know, he was sketched out. He was like, man, this is creepy. I, I'm feeling weird about this, and so he just sat there. And all of a sudden, like I don't know if it was in the middle of the night or what, he heard a noise, and the bed just disappeared down the chute, right? And it kind of reminded me of, like, H.H. Holmes and, like, his murder castle in Chicago that I talked about. Um, That is, like, not the exact same, but that's, like, a wannabe John, John, or not, not 
John Fisher, John Peoples, H. H. Holmes. That's a that's I almost said John Holmes. <laughs> that's a wannabe H. H. Holmes idea. Um, but so what happened was this guy John Peoples. Man, I'm getting like there's two Johns in this. And then I'm talking about H.H. H. Holmes. And the, there was a lot of names on this information that I'm telling you right now. I'm sorry. But so he he heard this and he saw his bed, you know, go through this the, the floor. And so he jumped out the window and ran to the police. And the police came and arrested Lavinia Fisher and her husband, John Fisher. Right. And they were convicted of highway robbery, not murder. But that was a capital offense. Um, back in the olden day, that was a capital offense. Like they could hang you, right, for robbing people. And so, um, you know, they were brought to the gallows. And there is legend says, "Let me take a sip of my of my Copa Luwak. Hang on, people." Legend says that Lavinia Fisher was hanged in a uh, wedding dress, in a white wedding dress. Well, I really was like, that's just weird, man. And so I read more about it, and I, th- I, from what I gathered, that's like an urban legend. Like, that's not, that didn't happen. What did happen, supposedly, supposedly, allegedly, what happened is her and her husband wore white robes, right? And he walked to the gallows, right? And he was like, I've made peace. And um, Lavinia Fisher put up a fight. And they dragged her to the gallows. It says she was screaming all of this obscenity. Um, And just, you know, saying all this terrible stuff. And her last words were, If you have a message you want sent to hell, give it to me and I'll carry it. That is what this this kind, sweet-hearted lady said, you know, when she was about to be hanged. And, I'm, you know, the townspeople that all gathered, you know, were just like, <gasps> Oh, what a horrible... You know, covering their kids' ears. Because they were all there. Because I guess hangings back then were an event. But if you want a message you want sent to hell, give it to me and I'll carry you there. That's some last words, man. That... What that is, is that is some last words that will just stick with you. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's just messed up. Alright. She was known for her temper. Um, she was known for that. Um, but So that is what happened with Lavinia Fisher. And I think that a couple bodies were found. Um, a couple of bodies were actually found near to the six mile house um and um but i mean i think they they were a couple years old and back in the 1800s of course they didn't have the technology they couldn't even identify you know who these people were um but you know it's kind of a cool story because they could have killed like hundreds of people that were traveling and it never got pinned on them and then what they were they got hanged and it was it was for robbing people it wasn't even for killing people so it's really kind of a fascinating like a fascinating story um 
because it leaves a lot to the imagination. And it's kind of interesting to me because it's in my state. Um, so maybe sometime I'll go down and I don't know if she's buried down there or what. But uh, there's a jail down there that I don't think, I think it was actually built after, after um, Lavinia Fisher was hanged. But there are like accounts of her ghost haunting this jail down there. I don't know how true that is. Um, let's just believe it. Let's just... Let's just believe it together, and we'll just go ahead and believe it because it's just outlandish is what it is. It's just the most outlandish thing that you could believe. But that's my podcast for the day, people. Thank you for listening to me. It's been fun. It's been fun podcasting again. It's been about a week-ish. But uh, thank you all for for checking me out. Um, Please do me a favor, and if you like this podcast, leave me a review on iTunes that helps my podcast and makes my podcast healthy. Healthy. That is like a gummy vitamin for my podcast when you leave me a review. Now, I'm not asking you what I'm doing right now as I'm not. I'm not just kissing your feet and begging you and sucking up to you and kissing your fanny and stuff like that. Asking for a five-star review. I want you to leave an honest review of me. Leave an honest review if you say this podcast is the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever heard in my life. Just give me one little old star, move it along. One little old star, move it along. But if you like this podcast, I hope that it's a pleasurable experience for you. I hope that I can pleasure your ears with my podcast. Um, you know, I hope that you dig it. But um, leave me an honest review. And I'm always looking for... Um, Ways that I can improve this podcast. Um, if you have any suggestions, you can email me. Um, my email address is stuff at yahoo.com. Um, all one big old word with the squiggly A in the middle. I don't know why I always say that. I just like saying squiggly A. It has a squiggly A. stuff at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, I tweet throughout the week sometimes i tweet gibberish um i retweet a lot of podcast other podcast people because i um enjoy doing that and i enjoy listening to other people's podcasts because um it's just so people are so creative and there's all these different um there's all these different podcasts one for anything you know um so you can follow me at Twitter at Glenn Think Stuff. Um, that is my handle. That is my handle, my Twitter handle. And uh, so follow me there. If you are listening to this, you know where to find it. But this podcast is available on Google Podcast app um, for Android, um, Anchor, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Breaker. And of course, Google Podcasts, not Google Podcasts, of course, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Um, so that's where I really listen to a lot of podcasts is on uh, Google or not. Why do I keep saying that? Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It's just what I'm used to. And uh, and it's like I'll review people there. So it's just convenient for me. 
But that's just little old Glenn is all that is. And I'm not going to do You can listen to me any of these places. And I think I'm available on a couple more. Um, but those are the main ones. I think that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight. Um, so check me out. Please check out these other podcasts that I've mentioned to you. Um, it's good stuff. Um, I got the hell out. Um, that's why I'm going to turn on right now and get into but um you guys are the bomb diggity dog you're just so wonderful i wish i could squeeze your cheeks and just say thank you thank you for listening to me but i'm gonna talk to y'all guys soon